Welcome to the sermon podcast of First Church of Christ, where our goal is to lead generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. Good morning, church. It's good to see all of you here today. Oh, Merry Christmas. I know we just got done with that, but hey, you know, some of you probably already have. We still got some stuff happening today, right? You got some stuff? Okay. I don't know about you, but for me in this time frame of the year, that like once we are past December 25th and we start looking to the new year, it's a time that I oftentimes, like it just automatically happens, will start to reflect on the year that we just went through. Um, and the year that is ahead. And, and I start to take account of what have I been doing? What are, what are my habits that I've, that I've developed or that I've lost? And what, what kind of things, what, what direction is my life going? What am I focused on? And I start to make goals and I start to make uh, just these, these shifts in habits so that we can take steps. So for me personally, it can take steps where uh, I, I, I think God wants me to, to go and things I want to reprioritize in my life. Does anyone else, like, you start to get to this, this kind of, like, lost week? It's called, like, the lost week of the year between Christmas and New Year's. Do you, do any of you do that? You start to think about the, the year pack and, and you start looking at the year ahead? A few of you. Okay, well, what we're gonna do today is this is gonna be a little different, very different than a normal Sunday. For those of you who are new, this is your first time, um, you're kind of in a family meeting that you get to watch and observe and, uh, we're just gonna talk about the state of FCC. Uh, what, what has happened? What has God done through us in the last year? And then what are we anticipating God to do in the year ahead? So I've got some things to share on like how things have gone over the last year from a big picture perspective. And then we're also going to look at what are we going to try and focus on, um, as, as we go into 2022. Does it, is it just weird that we're in 2022? You, you know, like 1992? is like is like the same thing as 1962 was to 1992 like 30 years of a difference it doesn't feel that long ago right oh but it is it's so weird so what we're going to do is look at what god has done and we're going to look at what we are anticipating him to do or hoping that he will do and then i'm sure there will be things that he does that we don't see coming so, but as, as we get started, so this, this is going to be a lot less preachy and, and a lot more like working through some like just data and information, but I can't guarantee that there won't be moments that get preachy, okay? Just because it's me. Um, but I, I do want to share this, and this is just a, a text that is so close to me, and I, I want us to just, um, before we get into the, into the meat and bones and meat and potatoes, whatever thing you, you know, float your boat, the sushi, whatever. Um, before we get into the meal, I want us to, to, to just take a step back and, and remember why we are here. This is what Colossians chapter 1 says in verse 15. If you have a Bible, you can look there. Um, but this is what Colossians 1, 15 says uh, and moving forward. He is, as in Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything, I referred to this um, a couple days ago, but this is where it comes from. For everything was created by him, by Jesus, in heaven and on earth, 
the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have his, all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, making peace by his blood shed on the cross. I want us to just keep in mind the reason why we gather as a church. The reason why we are here is so that we can be used by him to make sure that other people know the message of Jesus and can experience the freedom that is in Jesus and so that we are grown together um, and spurred by each other, spurred on to good works and, and honoring Jesus and becoming more like him as a group. God has, has sent Jesus and he didn't just come as a baby as we celebrated, but he grew up and he went to the cross for our sins to change everything about the world, about how we live our lives, to give us an opportunity for freedom. And then he rose again from the dead, defeating sin and death. And now he has ascended into the throne room of heaven. And he's given us a mission as his people who have surrendered to him, surrendered to the king to do this. This is what he said. This is where his last words, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And in light of what we just read, we can see why. He created it all. It was all his idea. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe Everything I have commanded you, and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. Those were Jesus' last words as recorded by Matthew, the tax collector, who became a follower of Jesus. See, that's why we do what we do. We don't gather for our to, to just be um, coming here and to just consume. We come to church, we come to be the gathering so that we can contribute to this mission. All of us. No matter where you are on your journey with Jesus, whether you're a baby in the faith or you're a veteran, you've you got the gray hairs in the faith. This is a mission for all of us to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, teaching people around us to obey everything that Jesus has commanded and remembering that he's with us always. So that's why we do what we do. Okay, It's the greatest work that any of us can do because that is a legacy that goes beyond this life and into eternity. So uh, what I want to do is I want to share some highlights from the year um, of us living out this mission. I want to share some challenges that we face as we move into the new year. I want to share some statistics about just, hey, we, we count because people count. And, and there's a whole book in the Bible called Numbers. So numbers are important. And then we're going to look at next year. What are we going to focus on as we go into next year? And uh, I gave myself 25 minutes to do it. I'm already seven minutes in. I don't know how that happened, but I guess I talked. So here we go. Highlights from this past year. I don't know if you guys realize this, um, but in, in 2021, uh, we didn't start out like this. 
You remember that? When, when I was kind of sitting back and, and spending time in prayer and just reflecting on what this year was, um, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We, we, we weren't like this the whole time. Actually, like a lot of it, we weren't like this. We were signing up and trying to do social distancing and all this stuff. Um, but we transitioned out of that. Eventually, we were able to, you know, we started that with one service for the children's ministry and eventually got to two services for the children's ministry. So on some semblance, we're uh, fully operational. And, and those are things that, that are good news. And by the way, y'all, um, as a person, uh, I just, I have a hard time celebrating wins. D- does anyone else have a hard time celebrating? Like, like maybe you set a goal and, and you accomplish the goal and then you were like, okay, what's the next goal? Anyone else wired that way? Yeah, we'll start a support group for each other because it's, it's sick, right? But this is my attempt to actually celebrate some of these things. Uh, so we, we transitioned out of COVID uh, precautions. The next thing that I, I want to point us to is that we had this thing called the Centennial Celebration. Because as a church, we are celebrating 100 years of existence and 100 years of ministry. 100 years of us trying to, as a group, live out this mission of making disciples of all nations. And baptizing them and teaching them to obey everything that Jesus commanded. And that's some, so good. I, does anyone, like, did, did you guys have a good time with that? I did. I thought it was a great time. I think we can clap for it. I mean, a hundred years, y'all. Is anyone here a hundred? No. I don't think so. hundred at heart, you know. <laughs> but, but that was so good. We had 285 people, uh, if we were close to our uh, accuracy on the count. Um, join us for that, and then we got to celebrate. Um, and, and, and there were m- plenty of people who came from the community and joined us in that celebration uh, afterward. And so it was good. It's good to celebrate and take account of where we've been as a people. It's good to do that, and I, I think that was a, a definite win. Community groups, throughout all this COVID stuff and, and throughout all of it, community groups continued to gather. Uh, for some of the years, some of the groups were meeting online, some of them were doing Zoom, some of them were meeting in person, or some of them were meeting in bigger spaces, to, and then and we've just continued. And and hopefully, if you're in a community group, you've found that that is a, a place of belonging, it's a place of support, it's a place of, of, of growth for you in your walk with Jesus, because you've, you're surrounded by people who are hopefully uh, spurring you on and, and helping you live out the, 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 the calling that we have as followers of Jesus um, and so, and I've got some numbers on those that are related to community groups, and I'll share those in a minute. Um, but I thought that was just, it was so good to see community groups um, navigate all that we've been through. Uh, a couple of other things. Students, uh, the student ministry, the students, uh, the, a lot of them are right here. Their involvement has soared. Everybody, you say hi to the teens. You say hi. <laughs> Uh, but they've, they've been serving. Uh, a lot of them are serving in the children's ministry. Um, some of them, as you can see in this picture, uh, met with me and Sarah uh, and Taylor. And we, we talked about what does it look like to uh, be on stage and, and open up God's word and present that. Present that in, in maybe a communion meditation. And we, we did some training on that. And you guys got to see the fruit of some of that by Eli coming up uh, last Sunday and, and sharing that communion meditation, which he did a great job. Uh, church, can we give a hand for all of our students? Yeah. It's been good to see them. They, they bring that young energy. And I need that, you know. I need some amen. So y'all can be a little louder. It's fine. Lead these older folks on how to praise God. And they've been doing it. Uh, they had the CIY uh, Christ and Youth big conference. And ever since then, there's just been this shift that I think a lot of us have noticed. And it's been a blessing. So keep at it, y'all. Keep following Jesus. It's good to see. 
Um, beyond that, we, we had we worked toward our vision that we introduced earlier this year of building thriving homes and thriving spheres as a focus for us as a church as we move forward. Uh, and that picture is from the uh, studio that's been put together upstairs. Um, and we, we started the Thrive Show, which that's going to be coming back. We're going to have season two of that. We're going to start recording that in January, and we'll get that launched out. And we've got some other things that we're working on, like a Thrive Deck. Um, because what we're talking about with thriving is, is getting past survival mode in your relationship with God, with your, with your uh, household, um, and with your broader spheres of influence and spheres of relationships, and thriving in it. So we're talking about practical relational stuff, and we're talking about how to, how to like manage finances and, and, and uh, how to read the Bible and how to really get into it, how to have a prayer life, all these things that, that put together lead us to thrive in every area of life. And so that's what we're trying to do with some of these resources we're creating. We've got a, a thing called the Thrive Deck uh, that is going to be coming out. It's basically this deck of cards that's going to give you a thriving practice that you can do. Uh, you know, maybe on a Friday, you just pull it out, you know, and you just kind of, okay, this is what we're doing. Uh, and it's going to be a little adventure and it should be good. Um, but what, what we want to do in this is for all of us to make progress in conforming our lives to what Jesus would want us to do. And he said that, that the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, but he, Jesus, has come so that we would have life and have it abundantly. And so that's what we're really tapping into. And one of the aspects uh, of this is we, we had a lot of important conversations over the course of 2021 in sermons and in community groups. Um, and I'm sure that that has kind of spread beyond those things. But just think about it. We started the year off in this series called Emotions, and we tried to try to work out, okay, how, how can we as, as believers in Jesus who are um, indwelled by the Holy Spirit, how can we uh, live in such a way where we, we, we kind of make sense of some of the emotions we deal with, but then we, we allow those emotions to come out in a healthy way but, and not a destructive way, and we learn to kind of um, live in light of those things and to, to do them in a healthy way. Uh, we had a conversation about heaven because it's a big deal, right? We had the series called Heaven heaven because it's there's a lot of con, like confusion around what the afterlife is and we we talked about that because if you know what eternity is um going to be then you uh would would rightly live life in a different way today in light of uh, what is tomorrow um and we talked about all that and, and all these uh conversations all these sermons can be found on our website or on our youtube or podcast spotify all that stuff um but one of the other ones that we we talked about was grief and that was more recent, so it's more fresh on our minds. And I just have to say that was the most exhausting sermon series I've ever preached. Uh, just being, you know, completely blunt, honest with you. Um, because grief is a heavy thing, right? And it's a, it's a confusing thing. And it's a hard thing. Is that coming from me? Um, and I think those are important conversations. And, and by all means, we didn't uh, delve into it so deep that it's the complete uh, conversation. Um, but we at least brought that up because I think a lot of us have been grieving over the last two years um, for various reasons. Um, and we're going to continue to do this in 2022. We're going to be talking about some touchy subjects. We're going to be talking about some, some subjects that we need to talk about. Um, we're going to start next year in January in, uh, with a conversation a sermon series on prayer because I think all of us, if we were really honest, we would, we would admit that uh, our, our focus, our prayer life isn't what we w would hope it would be. 
Um, and so we're going we're gonna to have that conversation, prayer and fasting. So uh, we're, we're going to have some good conversations, y'all. And um, I, I think I just really want us to continue to lean into some of these subjects that maybe in the church that we've not talked about enough that we need to talk about. And I'm going to do my best to guide us through it and, and get us to a point where we can think Christianly, think biblically, and follow Jesus in the midst of a world, a culture that is completely um, shifted in, in a lot of ways that we've noticed um, and, and we're going to continue going into that. So I want to share some statistics with you and I got to keep moving. So, all right. Uh, some of the things, basic number stuff, in-person attendance in 2021. This is a quarter by quarter graph just showing you the, the, the difference between quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four. Uh, as you can see, the trend is up and to the right, which is a good thing to see, um, especially coming out of what we've come out of. Um, so overall, our in-person attendance average for the year, so taking all of that into account, was 170 people, excluding uh, Christmas Eve. And 2020, just for context, was 155 uh, with, with all the COVID stuff. Um, so what we're seeing is good trends, but um, before COVID, uh, and this is really going to be the last time I'm going to try and refer to us as before COVID and after COVID, just because we're about two years into this. This is who we are, right? Um, but before COVID, we were about 275 in that those that first quarter of 2020. Um, so as you can see, that's different than that, right? So I think some of the things that we've seen, and I, I think I've seen seen this across the, the nation and, and in many ways across the, the world, that church attendance for a lot of people who even still attend church um, has become a less frequent thing. And this is a trend that's been happening for decades, um, but I think COVID allowed that to just kind of progress even to uh, even further. Um, so, I mean, you may even find yourself in that, like struggling to get back into the habit of being at church as, as often as you were before uh, the world kind of went haywire. Um, but what, what I would encourage you to do is, is like make this a priority. I'm sure um, if you're anything like me, this is something I need. Um, so if I wasn't the preacher, I'd still be at a church gathering because I need that encouragement every single week because every single week, uh, the world is throwing some stuff at me, you know, that I need to be encouraged. I need the the body of Christ to be around me. So I just encourage you, um, to continue making a priority and invite some other people, uh, to, to, to be here with you. Um, and, and we're going to be talking about that in 2022 a lot too as far as inviting but that's in person uh, as you know we've, we're still streaming services and we're not planning on stopping that so a couple uh metrics on that facebook we were still streaming on facebook we're still streaming on youtube for facebook we had an average of 11 devices streamed um, on sunday services now we say devices because we don't know who's on the other side of the s- screen so we don't know if that's one person two people three people we don't know um, but with Facebook, it was an average of 11. Uh, with YouTube, we had an average of 23 devices stream Sunday services through YouTube in 2021. Uh, so combine that, if I'm doing my math right, 34 devices. If you do uh, kind of start doing some messing with the numbers, you can kind of make it seem a little bit more encouraging. Like if you times it by two, that's 68 more people. Add that to the 170, and you're, you're back, you know, 238. But... Um, no need to do that. Okay. We're not going to do that. We're, this, is, this is what we had is 2021, and we're looking to grow this because the reason why we want the church to grow, and I hope you want the church to grow as well, is because there are far more lost people out there than in here. And we want those lost people to come in here and learn about Jesus. 
Amen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, another really important thing, in 2021, we had 11 people baptized. That's good news, church. That's something to clap about. Yeah. Acts 2.38 says, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we are really excited to see 11 people make that decision. Um, and if that's something you've been thinking about and pondering on, and, and you believe God's nudging you to do that, to take that step of surrender, um, then, then I'd love for you to talk to us, talk to an elder, talk to uh, a staff member. We'd, we'd love to have that conversation with you. We love to see people experience newness of life by surrendering to Jesus. It's good news, y'all. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, finances is, I'm sure, something that a lot of us are curious about. Uh, total general off- offering, so everything that was given to the general fund, uh, total as of November, right? This is through November because we don't have the full December numbers yet. Through November, it was $444,012. Um, now, budgeted compared to the budget for that, that year, for this year, it was uh, comparative to 459696 As far as what we project at the beginning of the year, we always do a, uh, a, we always set a budget and make sure that, okay, based on what we think we, you know, God would uh, provide resources for, this is how we're going to use that um, for ministry. And we, we put that budget together uh, usually in around October, November, and then we kind of finalize it in December. And then we, we kind of see what happens, and, and then we make adjustments all the way throughout. So, uh, church, we were able to, to be really close. We kind of started as the 2021 started to get toward the end, started to fall down a little bit as far as meeting budget and all of that. But uh, it did not hinder us from doing ministry. Total expenses compared to the general offering uh, were $442,054. So as you can see, we're real close. Um, so we're not overspending, and that's a good thing. Uh, as a church, because we want to be good stewards of what he has given us. And just so you know, missions giving was, again, another really strong year of 75,319 total dollars that were given to missions all throughout this community and all throughout the world. And, and of that, $33,910 was designated as extra gifts to the missions team, and the rest of it was budgeted missions giving. So that's another thing I think we can clap for. So we as a church, we have, we have a mission here in Wells County. And we also want to support people who are doing God's work all throughout the world as well. Uh, going on, community group involvement. I alluded to that earlier. Um, so far, right now, as it stands now, we have 124 people in groups, in community groups, which is great, especially when you start to consider that we have 170 people in average attendance, and that also includes kids. Um, so these are 124 adults who are in groups. But I was curious. I asked Mike, hey, can you tell me of the people who are in groups? Because, you know, some of some, some people are in a group roster. They're like in the group, but they're not ever there, you know. Uh, and maybe that's you. And if it's you, there's grace and mercy. It's all good, okay. Uh, but I'd encourage you, you know, make it a priority. Um, but 105 of those 124 are engaged. And, and the basic metric we use for that is that they're at least there half the time. At least half the time, they're there. Um, and we're looking to see that grow. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, real quick, I want to talk about the challenges ahead of us. Because um, it's, it's all nice and dandy to talk about positives. But uh, you and I both know that uh, leading uh, a group of people, and, and, and you, you know this is true in your workplace. You know this is true in your family. You know this is true in your personal life. That uh, life is not without challenges. Amen? 
So we should uh, be really honest about what is. And, and this is just a couple that are really, really important. So I would say this. Children's ministry servants, our children's ministry, we're not where we need to be. We're not close. Um, we are hanging on by a thread by being able to do what we're doing. Okay. Uh, right now we have 19 uh, people. Bless you, 19 people. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Bless you. <laughs> okay. Um, serving in the children's ministry. And if I wasn't preaching every week, I'd be in there, y'all. I'd be hanging out with the kids. So maybe I'll just do that. You know, just kind of figure it out. Okay. Assignment today instead of the sermon is to read Romans chapters 1 through 6. And Brandon's over there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. That would be passive aggressive. We don't do that. Okay. <laughs> so doubling this number from 19 to 38, 40, you know, that kind of number is, is really vital as we move forward in leading generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus. And I know that a number of those 19 are the teens who are in this room, and that's, that's an awesome blessing. And, and I would say this, uh, if I could just plead with you. Um, and I know that some of you, you just like kids aren't your thing. That's fine. You know, I don't want you in there if, if you like hate kids. That's not good. You know, <laughs> not be good because uh, we want the kids to actually like like church. Right. Uh, we don't want them to like, wow, I don't want to go there, mommy. <laughs> They're mean. <laughs> we don't want that. Um, but I would say this. Um, we could definitely use more people. Um, but I know that some of you can I just be real honest. We could use some more men in the children's ministry. I think it's a, it's a tragedy when men aren't involved in the children's ministry of the church. And I would love to see some of you step up. And I'll be honest, I, I would do it if I could. But I kind of have a, a gig going on, you know. <laughs> um, but really, like, if, if you've ever thought about it, or if you've never thought about it, think about it right now. Spend some time in prayer. Maybe, maybe you're the person we need to step in and, and, and give it a shot. See how it goes. You know, you, you can just try it. And you find out, like, okay, yep, these kids are crazy, and I'm just not crazy enough to be with them this much. That's fine. Just let us know that. But I would just encourage you to, to give it a shot, um, to consider it at least, and pray about it. Um, beyond that, we have some building issues um, in, in, in front of us. I, I've already told you about the, the wall, which the back of that has been completed. The brickwork has been completed, which it looks great. I don't know if you've seen it on the back, but it looks really good. Um, they did some good work. But what I would say is we, we do have some, some challenges in front of us. We have necessary repairs uh, in front of us, and, in, and we are in need of individuals to join both building and maintenance teams to, to help coordinate these efforts. You don't have to be the one doing all of this stuff, but we, we do need some people who have building mindset kind of stuff, um, construction, engineering, you know, you smart people with math and stuff, you know, you do those things. Um, we, we have some, some needs for that. Those of you who are creative, you like that kind of stuff, we would love to have more people involved because right now it's really much, really elder-led, which it shouldn't be. It's just not uh, something that all of those elder meetings need to be about. We, we really need to, to bring on other people who have that gift set um, and, and get a handle on it. So we've got uh, what we did to this wall and what we're still yet to do on the inside and anchoring that to the to the rest of the building, we're going to have to do that to the front as well. And here in the next couple of years, we're going to have to deal with the roof as well, which that's not a, uh, a, you know, a cheap thing. 
there's a lot of roof in this building. Do you know that? There's <laughs> a lot. Um, and it's pretty steep too. And so all that stuff, given um, we, we are in need. So if you want to talk to someone, if, you, if you're interested in serving on a building team or maintenance team, you can talk to Bruce, you can talk to any of the elders, any of the staff, and we'll get you in touch with the right person. Um, but but we, we are in need of that. So I, I'd encourage you to give that some consideration if that's your thing, okay? Uh, if you're like me and you just kind of like, I don't know, that sounds good, you know, probably not your best thing, okay? Um, I can watch some YouTube videos on how to prepare something, but it's not my thing. So looking ahead, um, and I've got to hurry up because I'm already over time and this is just, uh, I, was, I was on it on Christmas Eve, y'all. I was on it, just so y'all know, okay? Okay, looking ahead, we're going to continue to focus on our mission, our vision, our values, and our steps. As a church, our mission is to lead generations into a life-changing, ever-growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That is why we do it. That is taking the Great Commission and putting new new language to it for us. We want to be a multi-generational church, and we want to all be rowing in the same direction so that we can become more like Jesus. Our vision, as I've already alluded to, is to build thriving homes and spheres. We're going to continue doubling down on that and continuing to give you resources, give you ideas on things that you can implement into your everyday life so that you can thrive more. Our values, we are Christ-centered. We are better together. We are built to last. We are built to last in our homes because we are founded on a foundation of Jesus in our homes. We are four wells and we are disciple-making disciples. That last one, we are disciple-making disciples, is really an aspirational value. Um, Because I don't think we're there yet, but we're going to work toward it. We're going to continue to allow that to give us um, direction for our steps. And our steps being, this is like what we say, after you surrender to Jesus, these are ways to grow in your relationship with Jesus. They are this. Read the Bible. That's a good idea because we know if you read the Bible, you're more apt to pray. Um, And you're you're more apt to be in communion with God on a regular basis. Join a community group. uh, Serve on a ministry team. Practice generosity. And then help others take those steps as well. So that's what we're going to continue to focus on just to give you some specifics. And i got to hurry up, Brandon. Okay, 2022 goals. Number one, these are just seven because if you, start, if you set goals for yourself and you set like 30 goals, just don't do that. It's, not, it's too much. Okay, But here are seven that we're going to give a lot of focus on. 75% of adults engaged in community groups. We want to see that number grow because we want to see the majority of people who call FCC home to have a home that they meet in. That was good. That's, we need to tweet that. Uh, number two, we want to implement a dis, uh, discipleship groups within the leadership with plans to expand that beyond the leadership. Um, this is going to be taking community groups, and, and it's, it's not community groups. It's something that you add to it um, in a very focused, year-long process to really grow in your faith. And we're starting that with the leaders, and then the plan is to spread that out. So you'll hear more about it. Um, as we go, but I'll leave it at that. Number three, 75% of adults and teens serving in and outside of the church. We're going to give us, we're going to, we're going to give you opportunities to serve in here and to serve out there because we want to see the majority of our people who call FCC home to be serving because we, uh, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. To serve is really a game changer. So we're going to focus on that. Number four, we're going to create a facility and property strategic plan. We've got a group that's going to be coming in uh, to, to talk to the, to the elder team. And if we get some people who are interested in the building stuff, then we'll have them meet with them as well. Called the Aspen Group. They're going to come in and, and we're going to consider working with them on creating an actual plan. Not for this, this space, this building, but also for the space over there. Y'all, we, we have quite a bit of property behind the parking lot. We have quite a bit of parking lot. Um, and we want to use all of this for God's glory and for people's good. 
So we're going to create a strategic plan that incorporates all of that, incorporates all the needs, temporary, the short-term needs that we have uh, for the building right now, and we're going to look to the future. And, and we're, we're, we're asking God to give us direction in all of that. Uh, number five is to embed an invite culture in our church. 75% of adults and teens invite someone to church. We're going to be talking about this. The, the importance uh, of inviting someone to church. And, and we're going to talk about how to do that. Because some of us, we, we kind of get, like, we start to freeze, right? We just start having that conversation. Um, and it doesn't have to be weird, and you don't have to be weird about it, um, and, and it's okay. The majority of people who you invite to church will, will come. The majority of people, um, even regardless of their beliefs. Number six, we're going to continue to push the Thrive Vision uh, in some of the ways that I've already alluded to. And number seven, we're going to expand our digital reach because we see that a lot of people are on social media. They're on their phones, they're on screens, and we want to be where people are. So we're going to continue to expand our reach there. Lastly, we've got some elder transitions coming. Um, for those of you who are members, that uh, the ballot that you got as you walked in, that's for you to fill out um, and drop in the metal boxes on your way out. Uh, this is our elder and deacon affirmation. Um, and so a couple, couple important points of this um, that, is be, that goes beyond what's on the paper is that Eric Craighead, um, he, we want to thank him for all of his years of service as an elder, but um, he is now done with the term and he's decided to step back from that and get involved in some other areas. So Eric, would you mind standing in church? Can we uh, give him a round of applause saying thank you? I'm sorry, Eric. I'm not sorry, though. I, I didn't tell him I was going to do that, um, and he's not the guy in front who wants all the attention. So uh, that's good. But thank you, Eric, for all of your years of service. It's been a blessing to serve alongside you, brother. Um, and then also, um, here coming up, we don't know exactly timing yet, um, but our chair, cur current chairman of the elders, Jeff Dodderer, and his wife, Lynn, uh, are making plans to uh, make a move to Lafayette to be closer uh, to, to, their, uh, to their family. And, and grandbaby, um, and that's going to be happening early 2022. Um, and so, once that transition has happened, he, he obviously won't be serving as an elder here, um, but he still currently is. Um, and we're going to be working. He's going to be working with uh, the rest of the elder team to make that transition real smooth. And um, uh, him and Eric have both been blessings to serve alongside of. Uh, a lot of hard conversations, a lot of hard situations we've navigated together, um, and it's been an absolute blessing to serve alongside of both of them. So Jeff and Lynn, would you mind standing as well? I'm going to, I'm going to, I didn't, I didn't have Annie stand, but I'm going to, oh, sorry, thank you. <laughs> I spared you, Annie. <laughs> um, but as you can see on your ballots, those are, those are there for you to fill out. Uh, I hope you've been praying about that, the, the individuals who are up for either affirmation or reaffirmation um, that God has placed before us as possible leaders of this church. Um, so I'm going to pray, and uh, you can fill that out now um, or before the service is over and drop those in the box, and we're going to continue to worship our Lord a little bit more before we, uh, before we call it a day. So let me pray. Lord, we, we thank you for um, all the work that you've done over the last year. Uh, we thank you that you are always at work ahead of us, even when we don't see it. Um, we are grateful that you, um, 
that you love us so much that you saved us, you called us to a holy calling, and part of that holy calling is to partner with you in the work you're doing on this earth. Um, Lord, I, I pray that each one of us who call FCC home, that God, you would stir in our hearts a desire to not just for us to grow in our faith, and I want that, but God, I'm also asking you to stir in our hearts a desire to see this community and this world changed because more people come to surrender to you. God, would you stir in our hearts a desire that would cause us to move in the direction of people who need you, who don't have you in their lives? Would you cause us to, to see our growth in you as something that is our responsibility, that we get to own, that we get to pursue, and, and may it be a joyful experience that we get to have as we continue to seek you and get to know you, and we get to bring our burdens to you, we get to bring our hardships to you, and we get to bring our victories to you, and we're excited, and we've got something to praise about. God, would you continue to mold us into the people you want us to be? Would you continue to guide us as a church to make sure that everyone has at least heard about you, Jesus, and that they've had an opportunity to respond? God, we know that we don't get to control what people do. We wouldn't want to. But we know that we have an opportunity, an obligation, a mission to make sure that they have an opportunity, to make sure that they know who you are. May we live it in our lives. May we use our words to glorify you. Lord, hear us as we sing in praise to you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast by First Church of Christ in Bluffton, Indiana. For more information, visit FCCFamily.com.